another manic Monday. Wishing your bed was already made. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to start annoying people. That's what the promo said we do. Oh. What? <laughs> that was so, you know, so long ago. That was so 15 minutes ago. Yeah, I've forgotten. Oh, my yes. God. That's so 80s. It yeah, is. I know. So 80s. So I was actually caught up in thinking about the Monday concept that you so wisely introduced. And it is, you know, Sunday night is a weird thing because you're caught up in kind of doing your weekendy things and you're like, oh, no, I'll deal with it. Like anything that you probably should be taking care of for Monday, you keep putting it off and putting it off. Like, no, yeah. I'll just deal with it tomorrow. I'll deal with it. And then tomorrow comes and you're like, oh, why didn't I do this ahead of time? Yeah, I know. I know. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, yeah. But um, not a bad day today. Yeah. Um, yeah highs knocking on the door. 60. Yeah, not bad. No. However, yes. Um, looks like we're going to get an inch or two of snow tonight. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the nice thing is, even if that is the case, yes. that you know. It's by, gone. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, 28 this morning. Was it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I figured, I, I, I opened the door. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hear the ticks going. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's the sound. That's that the sound I wanted me. to hear. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Hear them stuck to the ice. Obviously. You know. <laughs> I'm not sure that if they're stuck to the ice, they're making sound. But I get you. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. Good. Because uh, oh yeah, still uh, pulling ticks off. You know, uh, gets near sixty, and the, the hounds go out. And, eh. Sure. Um, one dog. It's easy. It's a yellow lab. I can right. See you can see stuff. Yeah. yeah. Black lab. Not a <laughs> not prayer. Not so much. Not a yeah, prayer. Yeah. Exactly. So I just take duct tape. That's nice. You could just shave the dog. No. (laughs) A little bald dog. Dog would be a shave spiral. (laughs) No, I'm not doing that. Then you wouldn't want to go out and you're all set. That's that's not good. Um, Have a nice Easter. Yes, fantastic Easter. Do we have uh, leftover ham? Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the thing. Wait a minute. Who cooked it? I did. It came out beautifully. But here's the problem. So <laughs> I knew there would be. All right. <laughs> so we were having we have 14 people over. Okay. So, well, 14 of us in total. And I, I said you to had my eight, eight kids. Oh, okay. All right. Some of the kids couldn't okay. make it. Yeah, so, I got it. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'm, I'm planning out my menu, and I always panic a little bit because the last thing I want is to run out of food. So I tend to overdo it because you can always have the Mitch leftovers. Says, and my yeah. husband said, "I'm like, I'm gonna get two hams." And he said, no, one ham is going to be fine. We're just fine. I did not believe him. I panicked. And I bought two hams. Do you know what we have left? Two Exa- hams. Exactly one, <laughs> one ham. untouched yeah. ham. I'm like, Would dang you buy it. two eight-pounders? I don't even know. Yeah, like, I just eyeballed it. I'm like, oh, that's not going to be enough. Boom. Throw another one in the basket. And the worst part is, that means my husband was right. Yeah. Right, See, and even if neither of you us acknowledged it, to somebody. It, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're both looking and going. See, kids, hmm, this is silently. what I have to work with every day. Yeah, it's his fault. Yeah. He's right. Yeah, and same thing. We made broccoli salad. You know, the, with the broccoli. Ooh, the and the, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, Love that, that yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I was like, nah, one batch is not going to be enough. My husband said, "Of course it is. It's going to be just fine. That's always it. Always works out. We always have some left." Wait, wait a minute. I'm on the point of spotting the flaw in the yeah. story. How much you got left over? An extra batch. That's what I figured, yeah. So that was how the whole thing unfolded. Wow. 
being the prince that he is, he didn't say anything. We just looked at but each look other. At the bright and side. Like, yeah. Look what you're eating this week. I, I know. See, I don't have to cook anything tonight. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And honestly, we just had a great time all being together. It was just so much fun. Good. So, yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the object. It is kind yeah. of the object. Yes, yes. Now, yesterday, um, it was a treat to mm-hmm. watch uh, football. Yeah. I was like, yeah. What do you mean? Wait, what football were you watching? USFL. The United States Football Yusfla. League. You know, yeah, United okay. States Football League All right. came on. It's like, oh, this is great. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. My Easter is complete. And I'm sitting there and I'm eating um, uh, scalloped potatoes, yeah. ham, asparagus. Ooh, yeah. Okay, nice. Yep. Watching football. Yeah. And a snow squall is outside. I'm like, this <laughs> Wait, is okay. I love this. Exactly. <laughs> At what point did that get in the way of you looking for Easter eggs out in your yard? No. Okay. No. Mm. No, the dogs found them earlier. Yeah, I bet they did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. But no, it was a, it was a nice Easter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how many people went to uh, sunrise services or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But we, um, hopefully. Yeah, we went to church and went, did the early early service so we could go home and cook the two hams. <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take you to cook them? Uh, it only took like eh, two hours, really. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Well, like I said, you've got plenty of plenty of food. We do, yeah. Yep. So dinner is all set for the next couple of days. Oh, that's good. So yeah. we'll be doing variations of that ham fried rice and ham. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. ham all sandwiches. Stuff, sure. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, ham and cheese omelets. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. 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 No, no shortage. Get, get, get creative with it. Exactly. No, that's fine. Yeah. It's all good, and I I know people. Um, they're not friends of mine, but I know of them. Mm-hmm. Refuse to eat leftovers. What? They consider it used food. Used food? <laughs> it's only you. Well, yeah. I'm like, what are you kidding? That's how, how can you? Tr- I, I grew up on leftovers. And honestly, that's when the flavors get even better. Of course it does. Because they, they've had a little more time oh, to yeah. kind of meld together. Especially and... Italian stuff. Oh, my God. It just yeah, tastes so yeah, good. Yeah. Or stew. But no, stew, they chili, will, anything like that. They take that little phobia yeah. and they pass it down to their kids. Oh, that's not So that good. the kids, okay, when it comes out hot, Piping yep. hot, and it's great. I eat it. After that, see, I could never live in that household because I can't estimate exactly right. So there would be a lot of waste. Yeah. So it would be that situation where you, you're trying to figure out exactly how much everybody's going to eat at that one sitting because you don't want leftovers. Oh no, I I'm, I love leftovers. Everything's better the next day. I think it is. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, it's a, s- a small percentage. But yeah, no, yeah. it's used food. Yeah. Uh, no, it didn't go in my mouth and then I was gonna say, back out yeah, on the plate. It's only used once it goes no, through the no, no, filter. No, 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 mm. no, no, no. That's, no, okay. I, I, uh, I get very creative. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm looking through. Okay, I've got a half an onion. Yeah. I've got um, a half a, a head of cabbage. Yeah. Um, okay, what am I going to do? Well, let's see. I've got some coleslaw mix. Now I could add this and there make, you make go. a bigger Yeah, cook. it just causes or you to be, it's like, yeah. Oh, I've got, what do I got there? I've got... Um, Kidney beans, cannellini beans, chickpeas. Wait a minute. If I got some vegetable broth, put some cabbage. I can make a, a soup. A, a yeah. soup. Yeah. There you go. I love doing that. Yeah. yeah. Take your leftover stuff, boom, and. That's you know. the good stuff. Yeah. For sure. That's like, damn, they are this is missing pretty good. out. Yes. These people you speak of are missing out oh, on some good used stuff. Used food. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I panic when I go to the fridge. And there's no leftovers. Yeah. I was like, like oh, damn, oh, I got to start all over cook. again. Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't like that. Um, Elon Musk, uh, mm-hmm. the, the bonkers billionaire, uh, 
he wants to ferry one million people to Mars by 2050 mm-hmm. to have a colony. A colony. <laughs> um, he said, this guy is an idiot. Um, no, no. Um, he's spending more robots than a million people to Mars. It's a one-way trip. What, are you kidding me? But, oh, no, we're going to have a colony up there, and you're going to be one of the few that's going to go. No, Not I don't me. think so. Yeah. Not <laughs> me. <laughs> no. Nope. No. Um, but, you know, it's, some people are going to glom onto that going, I want to be there. I want to get out. Uh-huh. See, here's the here, here's one of the many problems with that. Yeah. Okay, so in in preparation for our Easter uh, feast, one of the things I was going to make, or I did make, was a Waldorf salad. Now I had the hardest time. It calls yeah. for a little bit of whipping cream, like uh, the yeah, kind yeah, that yeah. you actually make. Yeah, yeah. That was unbelievably difficult to find i went to two different stores and they were out completely out and i talked to the clerk and he's like yeah we've been trying to order it for weeks i'm thinking okay this is another one of those weirdo things that is just out i was irritated we did (laughs) you chuckle knowingly we did end up getting some my husband went to a whole different store in another part of town we were fine but even then there wasn't a plentiful amount if i'm irritated because I cannot find whipping cream, how are we going to make Waldorf salad in Mars? There's going to be shortages on weirdo things. I am not going to Mars. Well, um, imagine... You see the problem? Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Uh, imagine some people... Um, Market Basket was closed on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't see the sign in the door yeah. on Saturday, and you well, said, well, I'll just swing down and... ah, ah. You know. Well, aren't you thinking it's a holiday? Like, I was more surprised that there were stores open yesterday. I mean, it's it, it's a holiday. It's kind of a big deal. You kind of assume it's not going to be there. But, yeah, this whole Mars thing, <laughs> think about, oh, you know what? I need to go see a dental provider. Oh, darn, that guy's not in my net. I mean, how is that all going to work? That is not. I know. It's just weird. Yeah, well, there's plenty of weird stuff okay. to do to, to weird about. Yeah. So uh, it is 8.15. And I don't know. I guess we got some folks uh, going to do some politics this morning. We are. Okay. We are. We can yes. do that. Have you uh, filed your taxes yet? Yes, sir. Okay. Because I just saw last minute tips for late filers. <laughs> oh, it's I immediately thought today. of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's okay. You. I'm there for yeah. you. Eight sixteen. We'll take a break. Back with more. She's in love with a boy. Hey, hey, there was a time when I looked at you just like Tommy looks at her. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a cute Very song. Cute. That was yeah, that was her debut. Cute. Came out and rocked the world. Really? Oh, yeah, she uh-huh. did. She did well. You ever see her cooking show? On no. The, what, she, no. It's very it's very very good. Uh, she and her sister um, are whipping up stuff, and they're in the kitchen and they're they're screwing up. Uh, but you know you like to see that. Sure. And then all of a sudden here comes Garth. Comes in, walks behind, <laughs> re- looks in the fridge, just, you know, 
beginning something. Yeah. Oh, hey, how are you? Turns around, <laughs> walks off set. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, all right, Garth Man. A cameo by yeah, Garth. There yeah. you go. That was kind of cute. <laughs> oh, we're doing TV. Would you get right, out of right. Get out of the <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of cute. Um, 8.21 is the time. Red Sox, not a good outing on Friday. Lost to the Twins. Uh, twins doubled up on them, 8-4. to four. Uh, Saturday, however, Sox came back, won four to nothing over Minnesota. Kept it going yesterday, won eight to one over Minnesota. Yay, yay, yay! Yep. And the final game is going to be this morning, eleven ten. Yes. There you go. Yes. I mean, I would have liked it better if go. it was like eleven ten this morning. Uh, Sox are going to round out their series with the Minnesota Twins, and hopefully, not a split. Well, taking three out of four would be uh, a yeah. nice way to do it. Yeah. But we will have the coverage. On News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. And the coverage brought to you in part by just some of our many sponsors, HP Roofing and White River Junction, Bubba's Bar and Grill in Newbury, Key Chevrolet, White River Junction, Top Stitch Embroidery in Lebanon, Estate Wildlife Control in Canaan, and Yastramski Electrical Services and Emergency Power Systems of Kentucky. So thank you, thank you. And uh, after they close out... Um, close out their uh, set with the Twins today. Uh, they're going to be three games at Fenway uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays coming to town. Three games then. Sox get on that big plane and go to Tampa Bay mm. down to Tropicana Field. and uh, They'll be down with the, the Rays for a while. Then they leave Tampa. Let's see, three games? Three games in Tampa. Um, and then they fly to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. Well, there you go. So it's three games here, three games. Yeah. All right. Yep. So they'll be they'll be moving. Boston Marathon taking place today. Um, Twenty eight thousand people mm-hmm. from all fifty states and one hundred and twenty two different countries. Wow. Going to be running. Wow. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Um, it starts at um, well, a little less than an hour. Nine o two. The men's wheelchair division, followed by the women's wheelchair division at nine o five. The professional men start hitting the pavement at 9.37, followed by professional women at 9.45. First wave of runners set to take off at 10 a.m. with the fourth and final wave scheduled to start at 11.15. What time do the radio show host wave go? Because I've got my sneakers in the We should have started Saturday. Car. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You are very yeah, right yeah, about yeah, that yeah, one. I got that. Yeah, okay. um, I've been to the marathon a couple of times. <laughs> As yeah. a spectator. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, see, you just leave that last part out. Yeah. Because you could always say, oh, goodness, I haven't been to the marathon since, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well. Make it sound like you're a participant. And I was at a uh, outside bar. Uh-huh. And it felt sacrilegious. Mm-hmm. As I'm sitting there drinking, <laughs> drinking a, a beer, eating and some wings all over your face. I got a cigarette like, and a beer, and I'm cheering them on as they go, yeah, <laughs> yeah woo, woo, woo. you do that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Good for you. Hoist and right. a brewski. Excellent. Yeah, this this one's for you. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't throw it on them. They might not appreciate that. And I'm that. thinking... Yeah. You know, this probably looks ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but however, comma, I yeah. don't care. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm cheering you on. There you go. Come I'm here. supporting you. Don't get you got, picky. You got a light? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blowing smoke yeah, in their face. I'm I sure know. they appreciate that. I, I don't think they cared. Okay. They've, they've done 26 miles at that point. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they don't even know you're there. No. Okay. No, no. So, um, yeah, I hope, uh, I hope it is, uh, like many people, hope it's an uneventful Yes. Uh, Boston Marathon. For sure. Uh, there's still, there's still um, 
blowback um, about uh, Joker Sharnev there, the uh, convicted bomber, uh, was collecting COVID-19 funds while he was in prison. Mm. And the survivors are like, what? Are you kidding me? Right. Um, and, and his death penalty was um, reversed, but the U.S. Supreme Court reinstated it. And went, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, he got $1,400 COVID relief payment while incarcerated. Unbelievable. That's like, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Um, but a judge did order the Federal Bureau of Prisons to turn over the stimulus check and funds to pay victims. Thank you. Okay, good. You know, good. makes sense. Yep. But it's just, why? Um, one guy, um, his, his um, um, he the, said that the $1,400 a month that... Uh, the the fourteen hundred dollar payment is more than his social security disability payments each month. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, "My wife gets seven hundred dollars with no arms and legs, and he gets fourteen hundred dollars." Right, right. It's sick. Yeah, that they're in this country. They're Democrat, liberal politicians who will vote for gentlemen like him to stay alive and to get paid out of taxpayer money. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't make sense uh, to me either, but. Um, plus, I saw, um, and I don't really want to go down this road, but um, uh, that Pam Smart's attorneys have filed a writ of mandamus um, um, to, uh, in response to her uh, parole request, mm-hmm. getting nixed, mm-hmm. um, and basically, uh, it's a. Writ of mandamus is it, uh, appeals to a higher court to overturn a lower court ruling, saying you need to do this. You should have done this. They're saying that uh, she has demonstrated remorse. She has demonstrated personal growth while during incarceration, as evidenced by her uh, two degrees that she's gotten her mentoring of people, blah, blah, but none of that information was presented to the parole because they shut down her request. The parole wasn't, excuse me, the parole wasn't objected per se. The request for a parole hearing was rejected. So they're saying, no, you can reject it, but you have to hear the evidence before you. Mm -hmm. So that's what they want the state Supreme Court to do. Mm. And I, 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 and again, it's, it's the executive council. It's not a court that did it. So I, I, I think you're on fine ground with that one. I'm not mm-hmm. a legal scholar by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah, that, that was their latest twist. Oh, interesting. That, you know, Pammy wants out. Pammy, <laughs> we, of course she does, Pam, and she's trying every way possible well, and, to... Well, uh, the, the uh, attorney general said, oh, wow, look who finally showed up at the party. For years, there's been no remorse. Now, all of a sudden, it's, oh, yes, well, that, I yes. accept responsibility. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let me out now. Right. You know. Right, right, right. Well, everybody else who was involved with that heinous murder mm-hmm. is released. Mm-hmm. But she's not. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. Fair? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think we want to talk, talk to fair. His, yeah. Talk to his family uh, yeah, about yeah, that's fair. Just, so, yeah, so I saw that, and I just went, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. It's not something you, and I had to, I'm going, Red Man Damus. I, I had to look it up. But I did. 8.29 is the time. So I'm, just when you think the Pam March story has gone to the back burner again, no, it's going to be kicking around a while. So get used to uh, get used to hearing it, kids. Um, not a bad day on tap today, but it will be um, um, 
chilly tonight, and uh, looks like we're going to have some schmutz overnight. Could be an inch or two. I mean, it's going to be gone tomorrow, but just bear that in mind tomorrow um, as you're going to work if you leave work early. Roads may be a little slick in some places. Just factor that into the equation when you're heading to work. 829, we'll take a break, and we're going to come back and talk a little politics after this. Thirty-four is the time, and our next guest knows all about trying to keep the customer satisfied. Uh, he is everybody's favorite kitchen table conservative, Kevin Smith, while running for the U.S. Senate. Hey, Kevin. Peter, it's great to be back on with you. You always have the best intros. <laughs> hey, trying to keep the customer satisfied is what you do. You've been slandered. You've been libeled. You've heard words they never used in the Bible. Come on. You know, that's it, man. <laughs> It is, you know, one of the things I always reminded when I was a town manager, you know, I had 200 employees, and I always would remind them, you know, on a regular basis, we are in the customer service business. You know, that's what it's all about. You it, got it. It's, you're serving the people, and, and at the end of the day, it's customer service. That's what people expect. Here's the other thing, too, with that. I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I always told them, too, you don't always have to tell them what they want to hear. Yeah, I know. Is, we, you, you like to get to yes, but if you can't, at least explain why yeah. you can't. And at least, at least explain to them that you're listening and you at least went through the, you know, the process of trying to get to yes. And people usually respect that. They understand that. No, you know, and I've used this uh, example before. Um, I, I think I told you, Jeannie. Uh, if you know how, you will always have a job. If you know why, yes. you'll always be the boss. That, okay, that's, that's a good point. That's the that's difference. A very good point. Yeah. Yes. So, and yes. you you know exactly. how, and you know why. So, and and by the way, thank you uh, for having getting uh, Craig on. Uh, Craig Benson was on with us last week, and uh, yeah, he's the best. I said, if Craig, Craig, are you going to go out um, and and hit the circuit with Kevin? And he said, Well, you know, yeah, if he wants me to, I'll I'll go. I said, If you do. I want the two of you in the studio up here with me. And he went, yeah, I do that. So so if, if you hit the road with the governor. No, that's great. Yeah. That was good. Love, it was I'd good catching up. With, I haven't talked to Craig for a while, and it was good to catch up. So, You know, he's he's such a great guy. And, and to be honest, most people will never see the private Craig Benson. Uh, but he's, you know, he is one of the most charitable people. And he never looks for any accolades about it never you know wants any attention about it uh but he's he's helped out so many people uh throughout the years and uh is really just a, a great great person no he is and and he was uh um very high on your uh, uh campaign and obviously um the two of you have known each other for quite some time so it's not a uh you know an epiphany that he arrived at in the 11th sure. hour mm-hmm 
No, and and but you know what? I'm I'm very grateful to have his support. You know, I like to say Craig Craig was a, a political leader before his time. You know, every everyone now wants somebody that's going to go and shake up the status quo and you know drain the swamp uh, as it may be. And and Craig was doing that back in the early 2000s, and it was kind of like whoa. You know, we've we never really had a non politician governor uh up until that time and now you know people are always looking for craig benson's now people are going to think outside the box be innovative and and shake up the way you know things have always been done no you're right and uh he was a straightforward guy straight shooter and uh like i said Mm -hmm. thank you it was good to uh, i'm sure you're thrilled to have him on your team but from a broadcasting standpoint it was fun to talk to the governor again so i enjoy well that's great yep that's great. I'll, I'll book him anytime. Okay. Well, look, um, <laughs> let me let me uh, talk about something else. Um, I know you've been uh, talking about it, uh, and and uh, Senator Hassan's been talking about it as well. Uh, she has said, uh, she and, um, um, who was it, uh, Kelly from Arizona, uh, both said they want to keep uh, Title 42, but yeah. they're not really... They're not really voting that way, but they're saying they want it, right? Right, okay. right. Well, right after she said, right after she said she wanted to keep it, she voted against an amendment uh, on the Senate floor that would have uh, kept it in place. So, yeah, her her she's saying one thing. She's giving lip service one way, but she's voting the other way. And here's the thing, you know, with her her recent trip to the border, more than ever today. Voters are looking for authenticity. They just want someone that's going to be authentic, that's going to square with them. This was such a shameless um, uh, gimmick by Senator Hassan to go uh, down to the southern border because the reality is she's been doing nothing to try to secure the southern border since, since she's been in the Senate. She's still not doing anything now, and and frankly, the one thing she should be advocating for, even after her trip there, should be the Remain in Mexico policy, which she's not doing. All all her uh, solution is, is let's keep throwing more money at the problem. Well, that's not the problem, right? The problem is you got to go back to the Remain in Mexico policy, and you have to finish the border wall in strategic areas, which, by the way, they already spent $2 billion dollars to not build the wall because they paid all the contract. They got all the supplies, all the equipment, paid the contractors, but they didn't finish the wall. They stopped it. So you get, I mean, what a waste on the federal government to spend $2 billion to stop building the wall. And so people can see right through this. And, and that's evident, Peter, by the fact that, you know, even the activists within our own party were all over her for this because they all viewed it as just an election year stunt. And they were mad because they're saying, we can see, not only can the right see right through this, but the left can see right through it as well, that it's a political stunt in an election year, and no one believes for a moment that it's authentic. Okay, I want you to have an authentic moment. I want you to go to the border. Well, Peter, I did. No, 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 no. I did go to the border. No, 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 no. I want you to go to South Nashua, look into Tingsboro, and say, hell no, the buck stops here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well see we'll understand that man that's another whole yeah that's, that's what i'm saying issue, <laughs> yeah right that's see, another, if we live in new hampshire we'll understand that one. Oh yeah i know what's down there <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh my gosh, no kidding, right? Well, I like I like to tell people when I'm telling my story on the stump. I always like to tell them that my parents escaped the People's Republic of Massachusetts back in the eighties. There you go. That's when, that's when they so it's when they moved my family here. There you go. <laughs> yep, that, that, there's a certain resonance with that too. People go, "Oh, you're one of the smart ones." Okay, we got that. Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, what's shaking uh, campaign-wise? I mean, uh, picking up more endorsements, more money. Uh, you know, what's 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 going on? Yeah, things are going well. I mean, look, we had a very strong first quarter. We raised uh, four hundred and ten thousand dollars in in nine weeks. Uh, I think there were people who were wondering what what could a little old town manager from Londonderry do money-wise, and uh, we showed them that there's a lot of people investing in this campaign. It's from you know the business community, the builder community, the development community, grassroots activists, a lot of folks investing in this campaign. So we're very happy with our our first quarter haul, uh, and we're look we're just we're getting all around the state. And bringing the message to people that it's time for a new generation of conservative leadership, uh, people that are going to go to Washington, fight for conservative principles, and actually get results, actually get something done. You know, if you look at my track record throughout my entire career, it's all results-oriented. Uh, when I was in Londonderry, my goal was to make Londonderry the best place in New Hampshire for economic development, and we did that. We were the fastest-growing community in eight years for economic development, $2.2 billion added uh, to the tax base over that time. So, uh, you know, that's my thing. I'm, I'm going to Washington to get results uh, and, and to be a strong fighter for conservative values while I'm down there. Um, and, and that's resonating with, with people right now around the state. Are there – I've heard some other names still sitting on the sidelines that, that are debating whether or not they want to get involved with the race. Do you think they're looking at you? Uh, saying, and if this guy's going to get traction, it's not going to be worth it for us to get in there. Or are they waiting to see you maybe uh, stumble a little bit, go, aha, the party's looking for us? Do, do you get that sense? Uh, Peter, honestly, I have no idea. And I'm not, I'm not even going to begin to guess what's on the minds of other people. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm focused on my campaign. I'm focused on the message we're bringing. And I certainly don't look at the other candidates and say, oh, you know, what, uh, what am I going to do based on what they're doing? Uh, I'm doing my thing. See, I, I like know that. what my message is. Yep. Yeah, well, you know, that's the way you got to be, I think. You know, I, I know what my message is. I know, you know, what people are, are looking for out of their elected officials. And that's those are the things I'm talking about. You know, again, that kitchen table conservative message, which are the issues that people are talking about every day around their kitchen table, things that are concerning them right now. The price is at the pump. The inflation. I mean, the, inf the 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 prices are out of control. Yeah. I was talking to I was talking to a small business owner, uh, the owner of a diner uh, in Epping, and she was telling me. She said the the cost of food right now, like a, a, a case of eggs, went from fifteen dollars to forty dollars, literally overnight. Mm. And they said, "Well, how how are you dealing with that?" And she said, "Kevin, she goes, I can't increase the prices on my." menus anymore because she said i used to have regular customers that would come in five days a week now they're coming in like two days a week yeah. because the prices are so high and because of the labor shortage she's having to pay you know her her staff uh much more than she's paid in the last you know just to retain them 
because there's so many opportunities. And so, you know, she's like, Kevin, I'm staying awake at night because I'm figuring out I, my margins are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and I just can't afford it. So it's hurting not only the consumers, but it's hurting, you know, employers as well, especially small business uh, employers. It's a really scary thing for these people. And this is the stuff that they want people to address in Washington. Nobody down there is listening right now. And that's why I think our message is really resonating with folks. No, I, I agree with you. Uh, but, but my point was, you know, there are people out there that will not make a move unless they see polling data or, or they've uh, oh, sure. uh, they've had you know survey results. They're not going to they're not going to get off the schneid until they know that whatever they say is going to be accepted by the most. Uh, a little of that goes a long way. You know what I mean? Sure it does. Well, hey, look, I honestly think that's why Senator Hassan went to the border. I think she looked at the polling data, saw what an issue it was, especially with independents and even with some conservative Democrats, and suddenly realized, oh, shoot, I better get down there because this is a real issue. Uh, you know, that's not the right reason to do it, Peter. You should be doing it because it's the right thing to do. And you know that it's a it's a national security crisis, not because suddenly the polls say, oh, well, now this is this is going to be a problem. Uh, you know, and, and politicians who base decisions on polls. I'm sorry. They're just they're not good politicians. Kevin, Kevin, you know, you, Kevin, you, you, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, people doing the right doing something because it's the right thing. Oh, my God, that is so 80s. What are you kidding me? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, again, that's hey. When I when I was town manager, uh, you know, I didn't wake up every day and say, "Hmm, I wonder what the polls say today and what the citizens <laughs> of Londonderry want, want for their town." You know, I mean, you know, you know what the best poll is? I'll tell you: talking to people, yeah. go to the grocery store, talk to people yep. at the ball fields, talk to people, hear what's on their minds, hear what they're saying. That's the best way to take a poll. Um, I'm in. No, I get it. I, I get it. All right. Well, look, uh, we got a haul um, because uh, I just in case people are have a diary and they're filling out our ratings, I want to make sure that they like us. So I'm going to go pay for the commercials. Um, but anyway, you got it. if people uh, want to get more information on uh, Kevin Smith, um, where, where can yeah. they find it? KevinSmithForSenate.com. That's all they got to do. Go to the website, KevinSmithForSenate.com. They can sign up for our emails, uh, learn about the issues. They'll, oh, and you can check out our new, we have a new digital ad out that's on my trip uh, to the border. Talks about my border plan. My bo- I'm very proud to say I talked about endorsements. My plan's been endorsed by the U.S. Border Patrol Council. That's the largest union of Border Patrol agents in the country. I'm very proud of that. Hey, still nothing from Tingsboro, South Nashua yet, huh? Okay. We'll work on that. Okay, cool. We'll work on that. All right. Great hearing from you, Kevin. Stay well, my friend. (laughs) All right. Thank you. See you, man. 848 is the time. Kevin Smith for U.S. Senate. There you go. We'll take a break. Back on the other side with more. Tony Hicks. 
<laughs> Just a good little riff there. It is. Guitar. It's really hard to turn that one down. I know. <laughs> 8.53 is the time, and um, uh, a couple things did catch my attention. Uh, we were talking to uh, Kevin Smith, uh, who's running for the Republican nomination to uh, uh, take on um, Maggie Hassan. I'm assuming Maggie will be unopposed. Um, and he was talking about uh, uh, one person, the cost of eggs. Yes. Has gone up. Yeah. Um, another reason that the cost of eggs has gone up that Kevin did not mention is because of the huge bird flu mm-hmm. wave that has infected nearly 27 million chickens and turkeys in the U.S. Yes. Which has forced many farmers to depopulate, <laughs> a.k.a. destroy. <laughs> I like the uh, depopulate. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, but um, uh, to, to um, destroy many of their animals to prevent... A, a further spread mm-hmm. um, but among poultry it's been tremendous among chickens raised for their eggs uh, on Friday USDA announced yet another outbreak this one in two flocks in Idaho making that the 27th state um, in which the virus has been found since February that's really I mean it seems like to have a cluster of them in one area would be oh, okay you know it's an outbreak and it's here but yeah to have it keep going and going yep um apparently uh the illness affects commercial birds uh you know backyard backyard chicken sure. flocks yeah. it doesn't matter yeah um but there have been no human cases of avian influenza viruses detected in the u.s good so um about 1.3 percent of all u.s chickens have been affected by the outbreak six percent of the turkey flock. Wow. Um, so apparently the weekly average price for a dozen eggs, grade A, a dozen, a dozen large eggs, mm-hmm. um, July um, 2020, mm-hmm. um, it was about a buck a dozen. Yeah. Right now it's uh, just under $3 a dozen. Yeah. 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 So. And as you said, it's hard to kind of parse out how much of that is just the inflation that we've seen across the board for everything, all of our grocery items, and um, obviously the uh, outbreak of the avian flu uh, has not helped because dead chickens don't lay eggs. So, we, you know. Wow. Yeah, I have a t-shirt, so I know. I bet you yeah. do. <laughs> That's impressive. There you go. Dead chickens don't lay See, eggs. you like it, right? Wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's yep. interesting. They're pounding down my door for my marketing genius. <laughs> but they're still knocking. <laughs> yeah, 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 someone is. Um, I did see the uh, uh, mayor of uh, mayor of New York said, uh, "Yeah, okay, the the progressive liberal agenda uh, for bail reform and all that stuff that may have contributed to the rising crime rates in the." country you think you think <laughs> wow now now why is it are you a detective we can figure this out <laughs> yeah. and and we who are dumber than sacks of hammers mm. um and but when they come out and say it mm-hmm. it's like oh, oh okay then because we can put that in print and once it's in print that's true i guess yeah um we we've said um nobody wants to know you know if, if they come up with a uh, a, a magic formula it's going to tell you when you're going to die yeah no you we don't, don't want to know no thank okay. you no i was looking at fox news uh the lead story former russian foreign minister reveals precisely mm-hmm. when putin may pull the trigger on nukes excellent yeah yeah okay do i really want to no, know no, no probably no, not no. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not real. But then good. you can't leave that headline alone either. Yeah, I can. Oh. Watch me. Okay. <laughs> no uh, problem. Okay. I'm real clear with that. I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, oh, I, well, I think if that was actually very reliable, <laughs> there would be more important folks than you and I I'd tapping love- into that and saying, huh, yeah, let's, it's an actionable prediction. Well, if I could, you know, shaft Visa, um, you know. Not... Then you might want to know. Yeah, that'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying not my bill and the check man. is not in the mail. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Now, and here's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I've watched way too many of these space movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the Battleship? Have you ever seen Battleship? Yeah, I, 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 no, I am I not a sci-fi. You? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> why am I asking um, you? Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, the, the aliens had come. To, we were sending signals out into space, going, "Hello, we're here on Earth. Hello, anybody listening to us?" And apparently, aliens. They yeah, came we down. are. Yeah. Well, they came down, and then they started hooking up all of our, our satellites into one satellite to beam back to wherever they were uh-huh. to say, "Come on down here." Okay. Yeah. Um, well, now here's the story. Beaming Earth's location into space could cause an alien invasion. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, right. NASA launched a basic one called Arecibo in 1974, but they want to update it. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Beacon in the Galaxy, and it's our latest attempt to make contact with other life forms. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> what good can come out yeah, of this? I don't know. Uh, I'm glad we're spending time and resources on that. Yeah. Wow. You know, they're saying the, the chances of the message actually reaching extraterrestrials is quite low. <laughs> is it, though? But he, he said, if it does, mm-hmm. the broadcast will probably be like a postcard saying, wish you were here. Oh, oh a Hallmark moment. Yeah, Isn't that special? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, bless your heart. Yeah. Nine o'clock. Wow. The aliens are going, who are these idiots? See, an eye in the sky. I know. Nice touch, huh? Uh-huh. We got news on the way back on the other side with stuff. Sunshine Turn this down, do you? No, I know, I know. Put on my boogie shoes. I love it. I love it. Thank you. That's all right. Two local diversity advocates in Arizona are taking heat after calling a school district racist for hiring a DJ to perform in blackface. Turns out the DJ was black. No. Yeah. No. Yep. No. Now, Stuart Roden and Jill Lassen, who specialize in diversity, 
Equity and Inclusion mm-hmm. lambasted the Scottsdale Unified School District's Hopi Elementary PTA for its decision to hire Kim Coco Hunter, a local black DJ, at a charity event. They uh, slammed the school after seeing a picture of Hunter, only to learn later his actual race. The DJ hoped uh, that the, the, the DJ that the Hopi uh, PTA hired was in fact a black man. Mm-hmm. It's insulting you feel myself or the PTA condone racist behavior by posting it on social media. And they're kind of like, oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad it was. Yeah. Why would you look at that and think that that's blackface rather than, but, oh. But, but one of them uh, did not appear particularly apologetic and posted a side-by-side image uh, of Hunter trying to show that the DJ darkened his face, even if he's black. Uh, uh, what? Well, he what? Gets, uh, what? It's like, seriously. Now, if I had done that... Why are you looking... Why are they looking for problems? Yeah, well, that's the problem. And and you, you, you people... You created. You people are mm-hmm. the ones that see these problems. Yeah. Because you want to find them. Right. The rest of us are worried about paying bills, mm-hmm. getting kids to school, right. getting to work, making sure the car runs, paying my bills. We're taking care of life stuff. It's one thing to report on problems that yeah. are actually happening, that are actual problems. Yeah. It's another thing to create yeah, a problem. I know. And where none existed. Uh, it's just, wow. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, and, and uh, going into the, uh, the top of the hour, uh, I mentioned uh, the mayor of New York City said, yeah, yeah the uh, progressive agenda has uh, uh, kind of contributed to the rising crime rate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. okay. Yes. Well, case in point. Oh, boy. A South Carolina judge has set a $25,000 bond for a suspect in a mall shooting on Saturday mm-hmm. that left 14 people injured. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Price will be on house arrest, but allowed to travel to and from work while wearing an ankle monitor if he posts bond. Yeah, I see no problem with that. He sounds trustworthy. He was uh, charged with unlawful carrying of a pistol and could face additional charges after the prosecutor reviews the evidence. One of three people detained by law enforcement after the shooting. Uh, The other two were adult males released after uh, police said, yeah, they weren't involved. But they said this one was involved. Right. You post bond, Mm -hmm. you get an ankle bracelet, yeah, you can still go to work. Really? What is the ankle bracelet doing? It's not preventing you from doing anything. It's just showing them after the fact where you were or where you are. Mm. It, 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 no. Oh, and, and by the way, uh-huh. um, I, I suppose I'm not supposed to mention this mm-hmm. because it would prejudice the, 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 the defendant. Uh, the guy who's uh, posted the bond and can wear the ankle bracelet, even though he's involved with the shooting in the mall of 14 people, he was previously arrested in June 2018 and charged uh, with an accessory before the fact following the shooting death of a 17-year-old in South Carolina. The outcome of that case is unclear. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Really? Oh. Do you not see well, a problem with this see, kids? maybe like Pam Smart, he now has remorse. I don't think so. He's feeling... How are you letting this person back out? I, 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 see, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, that I'm sorry. I'm one of those... I'm one of those people. You do the crime, you do the time. Mm-hmm. End of story. Well, yeah, Sorry. we're not going to let you out and say, oh, well, hope you don't do anything bad. Yeah, and I, if so, we'll be able to monitor where you were. Yeah, but how many times do we see stories about they managed to somehow get hinky with a ankle bracelet? Not, what is the ankle bracelet doing? It's not preventing you from doing anything. No, no. 
It's just showing them where you are at any given moment. So unless there's another person who's going to sit by whatever monitor they have and constantly be looking at that, how is that preventing anything? I don't know. And where do you go? Oh, he's getting near a mall. I mean, who knows what this person is going to do? But, but just why would you? I mean, the shooting was on Saturday. Why would you uh-uh. even say $25,000 bond? No, no. Um, which you only have to pay a percentage of. Yep. Nope. And, and ankle, you can still go to work. I'm sorry if I'm your employer. Yeah. Do I, I want, want you, you showing, showing up? up? Yeah. yeah. Please no. do not come to our place no. of employment. I'm just like, wow. what is wrong with people? Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I just, I don't get it. A lot. <laughs> I do not get it. Wow. Yeah. It's just very odd. Very odd. Um, but this is the, this is the problem. Uh, we sit there and we look at this stuff um, and just go, uh, no. And then we're told, oh, it's you people that are holding them down. What do you mean holding them down? From per- from killing a bunch of other people? Yeah. Or from yeah, more shootings? Yeah, you're right. I'm bad. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. come on. Um, but they want you to say, see, but your thinking is wrong. Mm. You need to be enlightened. Right, right. No, I don't. No, I'm really okay. Seeing things pretty accurately. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I quite get it. So I, I don't know. It's just very odd. That is. Very, very odd. Oh, interesting. I, I don't know. Um, but that's the problem. Um, you know, I sit here and I try to look for good stories. Uplifting? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And They're harder and harder to find. They are really harder to find. And, but, but I'm convinced it's not necessarily because there are not these things happening in the world. We just don't hear, but they just don't make headlines because, again, if it bleeds, it leads. So we don't want to report yeah. all of the good things that are happening. There are good things out there that are happening. Yep. We just don't get to hear about them. Uh, I've got another one here. There's no way, no way I would ever read this story. I'm just, I, I, you refuse. All right, good. I'm, I'm not going to do it. Okay. Not going to do it. I, I refuse to stoop that low. Yeah. And I know low. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Hey, yeah. Hey, I attest. Back off, yes. woman. Oh, back I'm off. I'm trying to be supportive. Yeah. I'm, I'm back in here. Now you pick. That's where you pick the time to be supportive. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay, we got to talk. Let's mm, take a break. Right. I got to chat with you. <laughs> take you to the woodshed. Uh, we'll be back right after. One of us will be back. And you don't know where to go to. Why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cut a coat, perfect fit. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their mitts. <laughs> no! What are Come you Come on, man. Young doing? Frankenstein. What are you doing? <laughs> Nobody knows what's that Yes, from. they do. No. That's Peter Boyle. I can tell that Gene by Wilder looking and Peter at Boyle. it. Gene Wilder Peter Boyle. Oh, all right, we heard it the first time. People that are tuning in now, oh, come kidding, on. Like, 
We what gotta is laugh. happening? You gotta oh, laugh. Oh, I'm laughing all right and panicking <laughs> and waiting to field calls. Oh, oh come like, on, man. What are you doing? You know, we had You go been, back to a simpler time. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's simple, all right. We were on a very, we were like int- talking about some intense crimes. We were being yep. very professional. Yep. We were on a certain level. And then, and then you did that. Yep. Yes, you did. Brought it back to reality. <laughs> I grounded <laughs> you everybody. Are killing me. Yeah, thank You're you. You're grounded, all right. No. You are grounded. I mean, that was classic Mel Brooks. <sighs> it was great entertainment. Um, just they, they shot the movie. Oh, look, you made me snort <laughs> on the air. You made me snort. That's on what I the wanted. Air. All the way home. All I'm going to be hearing there is. <laughs> Never heard that before in my life. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. Don't people. you remember? Did you ever see the movie? No. Oh, okay. No, that so, is not something so I you, chose to oh, spend my time you on. Would, you, would, you would love the movie. It's, it's a stitch. Uh, because what I think ha- I've seen it enough. Was, it was Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Okay, it would take off of <laughs> Frankenstein. Yeah. And he sent Igor to go to Isn't the. Isn't it Igor? What about Igor? Oh, all right. Go to the lab yeah. and get the brain. <laughs> from a scientist well igor goes and grabs the wrong one uh-huh. grabs the wrong brain yeah and they put the brain in <laughs> to, okay yeah and gene wilder said now you went and get the brain what was the name on the jar the abby jar. abby something abby something abby normal Abby normal. So it was an abnormal brain. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You're going to be mad. No, I promise I won't be mad. Just tell me. <clears throat> Abby normal. You got an abnormal brain. Yeah, that's it. And then it just goes into chaos from there. Then he, Gene Wilder realizes that he doesn't have a genius brain. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it, he it realizes? Was, it, was, it was Mel Brooks having fun and uh-huh. doing a parody. Oh and it just goodness. shot the whole thing in black and white. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Frau Blucher, <laughs> who was Cloris Leachman, yep. every time the name Frau Blucher was mentioned, all through the movie, you would hear a horse going, <laughs> why the horse was neighing. They'd be in the castle talking. Yeah. Where's Frau Blucher? <laughs> There's the horse. It was just one of his little bits. That, oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, I, I know. It was just kind of campy, but it worked. 921 is the time. And again, you know, I'm sorry. Blazing Saddles, I love Blazing Saddles. And I know it's not politically correct, but it is, it's Mel Brooks poking fun at all the stereotypes. And if you can't laugh at the stereotypes, you laugh at them because you realize how absurd they are. We get it. We understand it. But oh, no, 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 no. Oh, guys, come on. You know, you take yourselves way too seriously. You put yourself on that holier-than-thou pedestal, and it's really embarrassing to listen to you. 9.22 is the time. I'm going to, uh, before we take a break, let's let's cut over. Line two? Yes. Okay. Yes, we'll go to line two. We'll talk to Bob from Marlowe. Oh, hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing? Not bad. What's going on? Hey, yeah, waiting for the big storm. I, gotta, I, I actually left the shovel on the back porch, so uh, it's all ready. Well, <laughs> let's see. Um, according to AccuWeather, uh, 47% chance of an inch or two 23% chance of two to four inches uh, tonight between 11 o'clock and eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Okay, I've got, I'm going to go with like six to eight because I, we usually get that, but it says three to five on mine. 
Wow. See, I get more of a forecast for Sullivan County than Cheshire County. Yeah. Because I'm almost, you know, within about a mile of Sullivan County. So. Yep. Well, hey, but, whatever. But it's not going to last. You know that. Oh, no, no. I'm just joking. I mean, no, it don't bother me. No, they say, I mean, it was... It was. It snowed. Uh, let's see. It snowed. It snowed quickly after the sun got down. It turned to snow quick Saturday night here. Yeah. Yeah. We had a little snow too. But little big flakes, but it covered everything. But uh, no, I heard you talking. Uh, I'm not familiar with the candidate you had on earlier. He's, he's running against Hassan. Uh, Kevin Smith. Yeah. Well, he's uh, he's running uh, for the Republican nomination to right, run right, against, right to yeah. get in, to get into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, Caroline Levitt? Have you had a chance? Are you going to try to get her on? I'm sorry. Her name is Caroline Levitt. Uh, yeah, I've, yes, I've heard the name. Uh, they she's haven't. Pretty re- sharp. I see. You know, I see. She's on the national shows. Yeah. She gets on. I wouldn't say she's on MSNBC or CNN or any of the network shows because they wouldn't like her. Hmm. But she's only twenty-four and a half or twenty-five years old. She's really, really, and she actually, I think she actually worked within the Trump administration for a while as a uh, on one of their uh, boards or something. But she's a sharp cookie. I mean, I, I mean, my my opinion only. She would eat up and spit out the guy that's currently there. Hmm. Interesting. Because I mean, how how can how can how can anybody? I mean, I could I could debate any of those people. I mean, look at the records. I mean, the records for the people that are there and have done nothing about her. Just you know, they're wide open to get to get taken out. But so how, how's this guy, Kevin? Is he pretty good? Yeah, Kevin's a sharp cookie. Yeah, he's uh, he's been in politics uh, for a while. Um, yeah. uh, he was with a uh, policy group. Uh, Cornerstone, um, right. and yep. uh, he worked with uh, uh, Governor Benson uh, previously, yep. and town manager of Londonderry. So, yeah, he he gets it. Now, Boldick's still in the mix, but I think they, I think even the uh, the establishment under the Republican uh, banner doesn't like people like him any because he's just too he's too tough and too uh, he's he's going to do you know he's going to do the right thing. <laughs> Be nice to have somebody do the right thing for a change. I mean, you hear him speak. I mean, you meet him, and you look at his uh, his bio, and he tell you know the fact that he's I think he's a native uh, person from New Hampshire, correct? Uh, yes. And they, you know, he actually went into law enforcement after he got out done with his military service. Okay, I because there was there was such a lack of. Uh, I think he lives in Stratum, maybe. Is it Stratum? Um. Kind of a nice community. Is that Stratum? Is that a, yeah? Stratum. Yeah. Stratum's over. Yeah, that way. It's one of those sort of, uh, sort of more affluent communities, isn't it? Yes, yeah, over by the Stratum Fair. You know that. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, he. Well, he. You know, he. Uh, he saw the lack. They. I guess they're having issues getting uh, police yeah. officers in that town. So. Hmm. He, uh, he even. Yeah, I think he might still be on as an auxiliary or something like that. But uh, no, I'd, I'd love to see him as senator. Boy, he is. He punches all the right boxes. No. You know, um, people are going to be paying attention for sure this election. Yeah, because you know we get, you know, well, like I say, we got to do something. But anyway, yeah. All right, then. I uh, nothing else is going on. It's a beautiful day right now. No, not bad. Look, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give you another place to go. Uh, road trip. Okay, go ahead. Kittery. Kittery, yes. I've uh, never explored that area very much. Okay, go to Kittery, um, yep. and there's a Mexican restaurant, and it's called uh, Coco Loco. Coco Loco. Coco Loco. Um, it looks like a hole in the wall joint. Great food. Great food. Is that right on Route One? Huh? Is it right on Route One? No, no, it's not on Route One. Um, it's uh, blah, 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 blah. you get off the uh, cross the bridge. Uh, you know the Piscataqua Bridge going into Maine. Yep. 
and yep. then you take the uh, I think it's the first I think uh, the first right where you come to the rotary circle uh, yep. and you've got Dairy Queen right across from there uh, yep. just veer to the right go down there you're going to hit a traffic light and when you hit the yep. traffic light look on your left there's Coco Loco Okay. Great what little, great little Mexican joint. Like the Kittery Trading Post. The Kittery Trading Post, you go th- uh, through the rotary circle to the left, and Kittery's up there about a half a mile. Oh, okay, okay. So it's uh, okay. I don't use it. I usually end up the other coming from Wells and Algonquin uh, when I go into that area. So. Yeah, yeah. But check it out. I think you'll like it. Good food. Yep. I'll try it. All right, man. We got to run. Check out Tuttle's in Wells River next time you're at the area. Consi- Tuttle's Restaurant, Wells River. Consider it done. See ya. Th- thanks, Bob. Yeah, Bye-bye. I, I got to go back to Wells River anyway. Stop at P and H. Love breakfast up there. Uh, Nine twenty-seven is the time. Going to take a break and what? I'm just. I'm waiting for the rest. I had it off so I could cough. Oh, I'm just waiting for the rest of. I'm hanging on every word. I'm waiting you, for the rest of your sentence. Darlin, you stopped you, you halfway never, through. You, you never like we're going to take a break and and what? Well, I got to figure out the story too. Okay. Um, uh, because I was. UNH study is looking at how COVID-19 pandemic is impacting forests. Okay. Okay. Now, what does that say to you? That, yeah, there's something that's happening to the trees. Okay. It says researchers at UNH found COVID-19 pandemic is adversely impacting already stressed national forests. Okay. Okay. And you're thinking the trees? Yeah. 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 Disease for the trees. I'm not getting that. Mm. I'm looking at the story and said researchers say there was a significant rise in the number of people seeking outdoor recreation uh, at the height of the pandemic. Sure. Outdoor recreation visitation within New England National Forest increased by more than 60% or 2 million visitors, a majority of which came from out of state. And they were seeing problems, including crowding and conflict among people on the trails. Well, uh, that makes more sense. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I get that. But what's that got to do with the trees? The headline made it sound like there well, was a problem it- with the trees. Well, no. They're it's, saying they found long traffic lines, lack of parking, trail congestion, unprecedented instances of overcrowding and discord. Researchers <laughs> found that visitors, for the most part, were able to cope with most situations, but the one factor that was difficult for them to tolerate was visitor conflict. That included arguments between, sitting down, in-state and out-of-state visitors, <laughs> largely based on perceived violations of pandemic safety protocols like not wearing a mask yeah, yeah. or honoring physical distancing. Yeah. 10%. 10% of the people visiting, which represents nearly 400,000 visitors, noted they would likely never return for outdoor recreation because of the issues they experienced. Oh, goodness. Now, what the hell does that have to do with impacting forest? Well, maybe when they're getting in fights, they're breaking off a twig and throw. I don't know. But I was thinking the masses are trampling, so the, the forests are undergoing more wear and tear. That's what I thought, but it's not saying it's that. It's not saying that. It's, it's implied. Hey, you're three feet from me. <laughs> All right, yes, it sounds like more personal conflicts. See, we got to talk politics. I can understand that. (laughs) I think we have plans to do just that. Taking a break. Back with more right after this. Little Stevie Wonder, signed, sealed, delivered, I'm yours. 9.34 is the time, Corker of a morning. It's warmed up. Uh, it was 28 uh, when I got up this morning, but it's going to be 58, 60 today. Not bad, but again, overnight tonight, we've got 
know, some kind of snow event, inch, two inches. It's not going to be much, but it could be uh, somewhat of a surprise on some of the secondary roads. If you're ducking out to work at 6 o'clock tomorrow morning, you might want to leave a little earlier, and that's all I'm saying. Uh, it's, Karen got here early because she knew she wanted to get here. Uh, 9.35, Karen Testerman is in the studio with us this morning. Good to have you with us. Well, thank you very much. Nice to have you invite me. Thank you. (laughs) That was a pleasure. We love having company. Oh, good. Um, Karen is a candidate for governor of the state of New Hampshire. Yes, On the Republican side. On the Republican side. Wait a minute. Isn't that a Republican uh, uh, running? Well, he <laughs> he puts the R in rhino. Oh, oh. okay. So I take it you were not uh, you would pursue a different path than the absolutely uh, different. Probably a hundred and eighty degrees different. No, really? Why? Yeah. Because uh, I believe that the people of New Hampshire have not been being heard, and I think that uh, we need to uh, give them the voice that they deserve and. Um, Quite honestly, the current uh, occupant of the corner st- of the corner office has been trampling on our constitutional rights, not only our state rights but also our federal rights. And, and what, uh, can you give us a specific area? Well, um, the most egregious one is took place on October thirteenth at the executive council meeting, where uh, citizens were gathered in a public meeting mm-hmm. uh, at the in their right to assemble. Uh, they were mostly uh, quite um, respectful of the fact that they were there to observe the meeting. Uh, there were a few people who might have said something at one point, but it started with the Pledge of Allegiance, and they were exuberant about the fact that this was one nation under God, indivisible with uh, liberty and justice for all. Mm-hmm. And they were there because they were concerned about tying our state to more federal strings. And uh, when I was on the outside, actually, we weren't. Not everybody was accommodated inside, okay. which is uh, a problem in, in itself. But so, that so aside, you, you, you were not in the council chambers. Were you in the hall, or were you physically outside the? State we house? were at the police academy at the request okay. of the governor. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, there were a number of. Um, state troopers in fact i think it may have been the whole of all of the state troopers in the state of new hampshire but at any rate um they about half of the people were allowed to go in okay. uh and so during that um at the end of the pledge he said we will have no more of this this is this is a meeting and you will not be um that exuberant over the pledge of allegiance okay um, I thought we were supposed to be proud of our country, you know, <laughs> at any rate. And then as the meeting proceeded, at one point, everybody stood up and turned their backs, but they did it very quietly. There was no, um, th- there was no uh, loudness. And anybody can go up and, and look at the uh, website and see what happened. There's actually a full-on uh, video of the the executive council meetings they do it at every meeting so you can actually go and see them and so at some point when these people turned back around and sat down the state troopers were given a signal to go and start arresting people and they arrested two people who were not saying anything uh, but had been 
very vocal at the last executive council meeting, and that was Therese Grinnell and Frank Stapleton. But um, they escorted them out. They went freely. In fact, I had watched Therese go in and out of the meeting several times to come out and give people updates on what was going on and um, exchanging with the officers that were there that if you need anything, please let me know and I'll come out and make sure that we, um, I communicate it for you. So she was very, very cooperative. But it, at this point, they, <clears throat> arrest, they took them, asked them to go with them, and they went peaceably and it wasn't until after they had been taken into the side room which if the there was a curtain there and if that curtain had been taken down all of the people that were outside could have been inside but at any rate mm. um while they were um going back there they realized they had been handcuffed and that's when they said were being arrested and uh then obviously the people in the in the audience were saying well why and they were asking the question why as more people were then escorted out and a total of nine people were escorted out and so that's stepping on your right to speak free speech that's stepping on your right to assemble uh allegedly one of the um um what is it the things that come down from the from the police department said that uh, it was disturbance of the peace by saying amen so now we're stepping on even our religious rights <laughs> and, and so you know I, this is where i i start to say you know the people of new hampshire need to have somebody that respects the the law of the land the constitution as well as the people of new hampshire mm. wow and that was um October 13th? October 13th, okay. right. All right. And, the, and, you know, the other thing, uh, as another aside, is the fact that these people now have been to court, I think, three different times, waiting to find out what their bail is, waiting to find out what the the real charges are in total, and to set trial dates. They still don't know. They still don't know. Wow. That was October, November, December, Jan, February, March. We're now into the sixth month, and we still don't know. Now, I know uh, if you go to uh, KarenTesterman.com, which is her website, uh, you say that uh, uh, the governor has devastated the once thriving economy of New Hampshire and continues to drive it further into the ground with each emergency order. Well, he issued, what, 21 executive orders and was it 90, that many? Was it that many? 90 emergency orders. 90. 90. And, and yes, uh, I think he did because, uh, quite honestly, if you look at the CNBC study for 2021, mm -hmm. uh, while the governor constantly brags about the fact of all of the money that he's bringing into the state, uh, we rank 37th in um, business infrastructure. How can we be that low if we're doing so well with all of the money coming in the state? So where'd the money go? Good question. Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry, was I not good supposed question. to ask that? <laughs> it's a good question. Okay. We would all like to know where did the money go. Oh, okay, I get it. I get there it. was one point where uh, I think it was the union leader uh, published a, um, an article that there was $1.3 billion that came in, uh, distributed amongst 14,000 different entities. But the, the Shaheen's the uh, Messner and uh, Sununu got a good 
majority of that money. Now, if Karen Testerman had been governor when the pandemic came in, mm-hmm. uh, given the knee-jerk reaction, Washington doing this and this state doing, everybody trying to get a handle on, we got to do something. Would you have issued emergency declarations? Now, what I would have done was I would have consulted with my legal team, right, to make sure that we were doing what was legally required or prevented one or the other. I would have also been looking at the Constitution very carefully and seeing what is it that the governor can do. And then I would have turned around and said, you know what, the people of this state are very smart. They know what their own situations are, and not er- there's not one size that fits all. So I would have told them what the warnings were, told them what they could have done to help mitigate it, and let them make up their own decisions according to their own situations. Some people don't have a lot of faith in people's ability to make their own correct not, decisions. But we live in the live free or die state. Oh, you're one of those people. you got to point that out, Karen. <laughs> Okay, fine. 9.44. We'll tell you what, we have to take a quick break. And we'll be back with Karen Testament. Chat a little bit more right after this. I thought love was only true in fairy tales. And for someone else, but not for me. Our love was out to get me. That's the way it seemed. Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer And I swear, anybody says, is that Smash Mouth? No, no. <laughs> the monkeys did it first. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Yeah, come on. Neil Diamond wrote it, uh, and, and the monkeys did it in 67. And no, I don't want to hear the Smash Mouth did it. That's my that's my history you're talking about, there kids. There you go. 9.49 is the time. words. Uh, I, I, uh, Jeannie and I owe uh, a debt of gratitude to our in-studio guests this morning. Uh, Karen Testerman, running for the Republican nomination for governor of the great state of New Hampshire. Um, we were going to run the Boston Marathon, but when we realized you were going to be here, we canceled. Oh, thank you. So we you. can be here with you. <laughs> so. That's the kind of sacrifice we make. <laughs> we oh, thank you so much. My daughter's talking about running the New York Marathon, so uh, we'll wow. see about that. Well, we could book you on the show and, and then <laughs> yeah. say, can't do it, kid. <laughs> but uh, no, Karen, it's good to have you in the studio. Uh, and again, uh, if you say, I've heard the name Karen Testerman. Yes, you have. Uh, you can go to KarenTesterman.com. Uh, and, and one of the points you have on, I, I find this fascinating because I, my own perspective, uh, I agree with you. Uh, you say we are in a war for the survival of New Hampshire as a leader. It always has been. Now, what do you mean by that? What kind of a war is that? Well, we're in a war against our children right now for the next generation. I mean, it's it's a total war out. And it started way back when, um, it may have started before, but it definitely started with the beginning of no-fault divorce. And as much as I loved Ronald Reagan, he was the first governor to sign that into law. And that has been breaking up our families ever since. And our families are the, are the foundation of our country and our state. And if we don't get the families back together, then, um, we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, the whole um, thing with drugs and and um, 
encounters with law enforcement and so forth go back to whether or not there's a dad in the family. You know, uh, fatherhood is extremely important. Families that are intact with, I'm talking about nuclear families with mom and dad, biological, uh, committed and married for life, raising the children that they bring into this world or even the ones they adopt are the, are the foundational um, makeup of the country. And they, it, children that are raised in that kind of an environment thrive. They do better academically. They do better psychologically and physically. Well, you know, but even when, par- when parents are divorced, um, it, it's tragic. Right. Uh, but uh, there's, uh, there's an onus on the parents to still, still step up. Right. And, and I was divorced, and uh, my ex-wife and I are still good friends. Mm-hmm. And for years, we would show up at the kids' games together. Right. And it's like, right. okay. And we'd sit together, and we'd cheer the kids on. And the kids saw that, and it's like, okay, we're not the nuclear family. Right. But right. but we still love you. We're still here. Right. It wasn't about you. And, and, and when I see parents not put that front together, shame on you. Right. You're exactly. hurting the children. Right. Well, parents are the primary stakeholders in their children's lives. Absolutely. And they... They need, and and I applaud you because that's exactly what has to happen. No matter what mom and dad do, it's more about them than it is about us. And it is, um, it's about their needs. And their needs are that you were invested in them until they, you know, until they mature and get out and start making their own decisions. Yep. No, absolutely. And, And I see parents that still cannot put their own egos or their own hurt feelings aside and they drag it out in front of the kids. Yeah. On custody weekends, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, shut up. Yeah, the kid doesn't need to. No, no. Uh, then you've damaged. Uh. There was one, one at one point that I was really a proponent of ta- having judges actually award the house to the children. And mom and dad, you want to, you can't get along. That's fine. You you work it out. You come. You bring everything in. The kid still st- has the stabilization Ooh. of going to their own school <laughs> yeah. uh, and living in their own house and not having to be disrupted all that, the time. That's kind of cool. Well, uh, also on a uh, on a war for the survival of New Hampshire as the leader, right? Um, Democratic National Committee is saying, "Oh, the first in the nation presidential primary." Yeah, New Hampshire. No, no, you don't. You don't deserve you it know, anymore. I think that's fascinating because to me, it's not anything that the parties have to do with. I think it's more about what is New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a small state where you can come and um, spend a little bit of money and tro- uh, you know float your yep. message balloon out here and uh, go door to door and maybe meet somebody at their home. Uh, maybe they'll have one person there. Maybe there'll be a dozen people. Sure. Or, or it's retail campaigning. 50. Exactly. Yeah. And it's called put your feet on the ground yep. and go meet the people yep. and find out what they want or whether or not you can actually uh, connect with them because if you can't connect with them you're not going to go, go anywhere either. anyway and so I don't think it has a lot to do with what the parties want to do as much as it has to do with what the candidates are going to do and what's going to be successful mm-hmm. for them interesting uh, to see I- I'm just tired of being told well you know, you're too small. You're not diverse enough. Shut up. We can, we deal with the same issues that you do in Florida, that you do in California. We deal with the same damn issues. Well, you know, it's fascinating because I ran in 2010. Yep. And I, I was looking for some YouTube stuff, and I Googled my name, right? Threw it out there. 
the same issues that uh, were, I was interviewed with <laughs> on WMUR yep. in 2010 are the same issues we're dealing with today. Huh, I'm except, shocked, Karen. <laughs> except perhaps they've thrown in a real big explosion of, um, well, what was Goals 2000 Communist Education is now CRT yeah, and yeah, SEL. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Oh, I'm sure we could go down that road. <laughs> Yeah. You got a few hours. Uh, how about a few days or a week? Man, unbelievable. So what are people saying to you when, you, when you're out uh, campaigning? We've got a couple minutes left. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you hearing? What's their concern? Not what the media says should be their concern. What are they actually concerned about? Number one is voter integrity. They want to know that when they go to the polls that their vote counts. And in, this, I believe, goes across all of the different parties, whether it's libertarian, uh, Democrat or Republican, they're all saying, I want my vote to count. I want to know when I go to the polls that nobody else is uh, messing with it. And our biggest problem is same-day registration. We need to get rid of that. And the other one is to go back to the Constitution and get rid of those machines because the Constitution was written in 1783 or um, adopted in 1783, right? And it hasn't been amended, and it's very clear in Article 32 of Part 2, exactly how our votes are supposed to be counted, and there's no machines in there. So the fact that the machines are uh, not mentioned there, and if you wanted to use them, you would have had to go through the constitutional amendment process. That's number one. Number two is is what's going on in our schools, and um, the, um, you know, the we don't teach our kids how to read, write, and compute anymore. What we're teaching them is how to get along with somebody or what your feelings are or that you're a victim or that you need something else. Feelings. <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. That's yeah. it. We got it. Those are the two my primary okay. right. issues. Right. Um, and if people want more information on you, they go to KarenKesterman.com. Right. And if they want to contribute, they can, go, they can text LIBERTY to 801801. Oh, Liberty to 801801. I like that. All right. Thank you. Nice. Um, hang on a sec, Karen. Um, I want to put in a plug. Uh, Patriots Day down at Fenway Park uh, today. Uh, Red Sox and Minnesota Twins wrapping up their game, uh, their four-game series uh, today. At 1110, you can hear all the action on your Red, home for Red Sox baseball. News Talk 99.7 WNTK. AM 1490, FM 98.9 WUVR. And thank you to uh, some of our many Red Sox sponsors, Loves Betting and Furniture in Claremont, River Valley College in Claremont, Lebanon, and Keene, JAS Auto Body, White River Junction, Top Stitch Embroidery in Lebanon, and Colonial Pharmacy in New London. And uh, Red Sox today at 1110. Then we go back to um, Fenway Park tomorrow night. Toronto Blue Jays come into town 710 Tuesday night, 710 Wednesday night, and Genie time, 135 on Thursday. Love it. I know. Love it. The weird <laughs> times, 135. Who chooses that? Weird times. I know but, it is. Um, okay, so got Red Sox out of the way again this morning, uh, 1110. Be entertained by the Bo Sox, and hopefully they'll walk out of the. Uh, four-game series, three and one, which would be a nice start. Um, Karen, it's going to be a long haul, uh, long spring, summer. But I'm sure you'll find your way back to the studio. Oh, absolutely. Please invite me back and be happy to come back. And she's she's the one that does the inviting. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See, see, people don't say no to her. They say no to me. So talk to Jeannie. I think it's interesting that we're having uh, Patriots Day today instead of tomorrow, which is really the Patriots Day. 
Well, I know. Have you ever been to Boston? I mean, to the Commons to go, or not the Commons, but to out to Lexington to oh, yeah. do that? Oh gosh, yeah. In the early morning. Yes. When it's cold, yes. <laughs> it's really cold. Yep. No, I have. <laughs> I have. I've thought about what it would be like to have been there on that right. day. Right. I know. Right. Shot right. heard around the world. Nine fifty nine. We're out of here. Uh, back tomorrow morning. Thank you, Karen Testament. Thank you. And uh, again, could be a little bit of snow overnight, so drive carefully tomorrow morning. Leave early, okay? We need all the listeners we can get. Twisting the night away. Yeah, twisting, twisting.